After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, take it, Russ. This holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck. Oops. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. To work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but... Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, I'm really going to fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody, come out quick! Look at the lights. They want you to say grace. I pledge allegiance to the flag. The United States of America. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. And coming to you from the Film Real Studios. Really a table, to be honest. But we are back. Myself, Nim, Stu, Graham, uh, we believe he's on his way. I've heard he's in, I've heard he's in a lift. We are doing the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation the Christmassy film. This is our Christmassy, Christmassy film. Our peak of our Christmassy films in 2014. Is. This is the pinnacle. It doesn't get any better than this, does it? It, it? it doesn't. Unless you're Nim, prior to watching the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But before we get into that, Stu, I know you're very keen to talk about, talk about the wank trailers. I can only describe two um, out I want of three to talk about the, Yeah, I want to talk about the three trailers. Okay. Um, first trailers. of all, I want to talk about the new Star Wars trailer. That's not the wank one. but No. I really enjoyed it. I've been really negative, um, which is a bit stupid, really, because about the Star Wars the, uh, film that's coming out of what it's going to be like, and because of the last three, I was so disappointed, and the expectations are so high. Probably the expectations of put on myself trying to enjoy it, and it's just going to fail completely. But I loved this trailer. I loved everything about it. It got me really excited, and it was amazing, and it surprised me. Before I saw it, I thought, it's going to be crap. It's going to be CGI, and I'm going to hate every single bit of it. But it was amazing how quick, all of a sudden, I went fanboy on it. And it forgot felt about, like Star Wars. Yeah, and forgot about all the negative thoughts, and just thought, man, Disney have done it again. This is going to be brilliant. Sand, a Stormtrooper, and yeah. a Millennium Falcon. That's what yeah, you really and the X-Wing you got out of it yeah. as well. And the lightsaber, the yeah. weird lightsaber. The new lightsaber, I really like that. It's like an Excalibur sword. Yes. And just seeing that and how dark that was 
It was just so much of a teaser. You didn't see who it was. No. Uh, it just got me really, really excited. Nim, did you, have you seen the trailer? No, yeah, I've, I've seen the trailer and I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to seeing the film. I'm just gutted that you've got to work, wait nearly the best part of a year to, yeah. to see the film. Are you more confident uh, uh, when you saw the trailer? And uh, we can only judge on the trailer. Are you more confident than, um, that it's going to be better than the last trilogy? George Lucas. Well, I disagree with Stuart. I think the first, well, the last tri- trilogy, the, so the first one, two, one, two and three. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, they weren't the original, it, it wasn't the feel of the original, but I think that's all got to do with the fact that now films, sci fi films, are all CGI'd. Well, and, this isn't, and, and, this isn't and, and going that, to be, though. A lot of it's no, going to be real effects. But, but what I'm trying to say is that okay. because the, the newer films are, I think a lot of kind of like hardcore fans like ourselves, we kind of. <laughs> Look at the eighties, the way the films at eighties were made, and it's that eighties feel that it's missing. And I think that's why we, you know, sometimes think it's not as good. But I've, I've got to say, one, two, and three, I enjoyed them. I think they were geared for the for the market that Star Wars, you know, the new franchise, like the Disney franchise, yeah. is is all about kids, isn't it? So they've they've geared it for a younger audience. Um, but this new one just looks amazing. I can't wait to okay see it. See, I don't think I don't think they gear it towards kids. I think Star really? Wars, you can gear it towards kids. It's a family it, film. It's, it is a family film, but you can't just gear it towards kids. And because it's so big, I mean, the, the, the first ones were so popular. I still enjoy Star Wars, and so many people do. <coughs> yeah. And remember when they saw it at the cinema. So it needs to be geared towards everyone. That's why, I mean, lately, the only thing you really can compare it to with regards to trilogies and worlds is Marvel. Don't gear there. Um, films towards like p- kids who are ten years old. Mm. It's everyone, even me at forty, enjoys it so much. And because there is a lot of storyline in it, which will bore kids, but it's just so entertaining. There is so much storyline and action with it. And I think Star Wars, if they solely focused on kids, they'd lose the older generation. No, don't, don't get me, playing with mate. Don't get toys. me wrong. I'm not saying they're solely focusing it on kids, but I think they've their view on, on the way they kind of shoot the things and, and, and the way they've kind of just made the film. I think because Disney, it's Disney making it ultimately, so they, mm-hmm, they will mm-hmm, always have it mm-hmm. in mind that they can't have a certain amount of violence or a certain amount of kind of a darkness about the film that you did get from 4, 5 and 6. Yeah, and they've got to get their money back, as you say, yeah, because yeah. they've got to target a, a so, wide audience. So they're still going to, and like I say, I mean, I've got you know, lots of friends our kind of age enjoyed 1, 2 and 3. And and so I think they do make it for a wide audience, but they just make sure. I mean, I don't know what the like the classifications were compared to what one, two, and three were classified compared to four, five, and six. The fact that Disney made it, you know, was it like a kind of a PG well, did, or something? Disney did, did, didn't make one, two, three. I mean, Lucas Arts, Lucas Films made one, two, three, but they sold it. The franchise afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I guess they, to stay tuned. I'd imagine we're all going to watch that at the, cin- at the cinema. It's the only place to watch Star Wars, really. Yeah. And uh, the next one, the Jurassic Park, or Jurassic World, isn't it? Yep. Is that a follow-on from the last yep, thing? Or they, they've restarted that? It's or? not really a reboot. It's basically Jurassic World. The trailer starts and the park's been made. People are going to the park. Again? No, no. It's open to the public. Oh, right, right. So right. there's loads of people there. It's like a oh, it was a dry run last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and... When's that due to come out? Next year, I think. Yeah, uh, 12th of June uh, next year. This is... Uh, 22 years after the events of Jurassic Park, 1993, um, they do a fully functioning theme park, um, <coughs> Jurassic World. 
So, uh, and it's got Christopher <sighs> Pratt in, hasn't it? He's one of the, uh, the, yeah. the stars in it. But um, I, I kind of, I like these films because they're entertaining. I like the first one. The second one was okay after that. The third one, it, they kind of got where The, the yeah. first one, though, I think that it, that's going to be, you know, um, like a lot of Steven Spielberg films, that's a classic. Yeah. As in like, it's, it's up there, top 100 films, I think, of all, you know, of all time for me. Yeah. The first Jurassic Park is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, the trailer had it, it looked really, really good, and then it started mentioning genetically modified dinosaurs, and it almost turned into, uh, turning into like a kind of Godzilla film, like with this weird yeah. dinosaur, not a real one, not I mean, like one that, you know, you know like little kids could think, oh yeah, T-Rex, or well, this time, no. Um, and that annoyed me. And yeah. the second bit that annoyed me was, seemingly the main character is riding with raptors. Yeah, it's got Chris Pratt and That's what it looked like. Well, like, mounted on top of a raptor. Because I haven't seen the trailer. He's on so a horse. No, I think he might be on a horse or something, but he's with. And the raptors are running with him rather than chasing him. They're working with him, which I thought was well, really, really strange. Is that Chris Pratt, is it? Yeah. Uh, I, didn't li- I did not like that at all. I thought that yeah. was very strange. But. Yeah. But um, I, I quite like the idea of it. Um, no doubt I'll probably go and see it and take my oldest one to go and see it. But it's not something that really, really interests me. No. The... Uh, the next one is obviously the fifth Terminator film. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, we've got kind of mixed views on this, haven't we? Mm. I didn't really, even as a trailer, I didn't really understand it. Because I'm a bit stupid. But once it was explained by Nim, I, the idea, I take it, is they go for a, um, a wormhole and they go back to before the first one. But it doesn't <laughs> really affect the first one, does yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, the concept is... Throughout all of the Terminator films, there's one main theme, and that is that this John Connor is sending back a Terminator back in time, and and that's the thing you've got to remember. And, and again, in this one, what is happening is a Terminator has been sent back in time, but this time before the time of the first Terminator. So the first Terminator, let's say if that was that was kind of set in the kind of eighties, wasn't it? So it's this time it's going to be. Just a little bit before the eighties, I think it's set. I don't know exactly what timeline it's been set in. It's not, and but then it goes forward. Yeah, because you've got um, the T one thousand essentially, uh, an Asian T one thousand, not Robert Patrick, played by an Asian man. I'm right. not sure what, what his name is. Um, but James, you, you you've got quite a big problem with this. Yeah, yeah, it's, you, yeah. You're, you're not happy about it, are you? No, it's it's it's, it's stupid. Um, you've got basically the first two Terminator films. James Cameron, fantastic, up there, brilliant. Once again, top 100 films. Third film, bit crap. Didn't really take itself. Didn't take really take its content too seriously. Yeah. Wasn't once a parody of itself. Terminator Salvation, the, the you know uh, the McGee's Terminator Salvation was okay for a film. Very average though. Yeah. I expected more. I agree. The best thing about that was probably Christian Bale. The storyline was completely rubbish. Mm-hmm. We weren't asking for that storyline. We wanted to know about John Connor, not not obviously um, uh, the other main character in it, played by that bloke from uh, Clash of the Times. I forgot his name. Worthington. Is it Sam Worthington? Uh, I know who you mean, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. But this one, um, Kyle Reese goes back in time and the Terminator's already killed the original Terminator. Uh, they've, so basically, completely for me, it completely negates Terminator 1 and 2. Yeah? <laughs> and they're kind of re-rebooting the franchise almost a bit like Star Trek did. Um, but I thought Star Trek did it a lot better. Uh, this, I think, is going to be a pile of wank. Um, well, I don't know. We've, got, we've got to wait and see. Because yeah, the, we do. Because we the, do. The, the whole thing is, it's not going to be taking away anything from the original Terminator 1. It, yeah, it, it ruins because, the story, though. But, but the whole concept is this, is that they time travel, so it can happen 
infinite amount of times. And that's the whole point. You no, know, you're right, Nim. You're right, Nim. And they can rewrite history they can. infinite amount of times. They can. So, well, I mean, and they, that's they, the beauty of this. They did it with the X-Men films, for example. Yeah, yeah. But my concern is, the, X-Men, the first two X-Men films, for example, were really, really good. And the third one was so rubbish. So for all those years, we had two good films with a really bad taste in our mouth with the third one. And the last three Terminator films, and I'm including this one in it, I, I almost guarantee you, are not going to live up to par. They're going to be rubbish. Arnie's in it. It's lovely that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it. I, I don't know why he is, though. Um, I think it, you know he's, it's going to bring the film down. I'd much rather just see a continuation of it or, or a proper reboot, kind of like they did with Robocop. But they're, they're clinging on to the old-style stuff but trying to do something new at the same time, and I don't think it's going to work. But you're right. Proof of the eating is in the pudding. So, yeah. I, you know... I proof for the cinema. Go and watch it. I, I, I guarantee... I'm very sure there will be no egg on my face. Do you face. mean proof of the pudding is in the eating? That's what I said. The proof of the pudding is in yeah, the you eating. You said the proof of the eating is in the pudding. Did I really? Yeah, but never mind. Did I really say that? You did say that, but I, I don't like to correct oh, you. I'm sorry, sorry, James. I just. <laughs> I thought you did deliberately. Graham's, Graham's oh, here, boys and girls. Graham, morale's been lifted. It and... has. Yeah, sorry, I'm late, boys. No apologise. That's no problem. My lovely husky voice. It is difficult to uh, land a helicopter around here, so. Uh... Well, the thing is, there's no parking, and you've got to walk, and oh, it's just a bit of a nightmare, really. But um, I, I managed to get there in the end, and uh, and then had to walk. I'm just not looking forward to the walk back to it. You're here, and that's the main thing. So, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Who saw this film before we did we, we, before this? Before we decided to do it for the show? I know it's Judy. I, I haven't yeah. seen it before. I haven't and, seen any of it. And what was your thoughts before you saw it? If I'm completely honest, I think I've seen bits of different Lampoon films during Christmas or whenever they kind of show them during festive periods. And mm. I've tried to watch them. And I kind of watched like five, ten minutes of it, and maybe they're just the wrong on five, ten minutes. And I just cannot carry on watching it. I just think it's a load of rubbish. Change the channel. Yeah. So, you know, I was struggling to kind of watch this, um, but I did manage to uh, watch this. Excellent. And I had never seen it before. No, so this was my first time. Is that by choice? I'd never even heard of it, so it's not even one that I can turn and go. So you, never had, you didn't really have an opinion? Uh, no, uh, no, no opinion whatsoever. All I know is, um, uh, as we've discussed, um, my girlfriend, it's a festive favourite of hers. So when I mentioned we were doing it, she was like, oh, yeah, I like that film. I really like that film. I watch it every year type thing. Wow. And uh, I have never, ever heard of it. Never wow. heard of it. So uh, I've never even heard of the other ones as well, apparently other ones. Never heard of those either. So uh, I was completely fresh into it. Will Graham agree with his girlfriend come the end? Come the end, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Let's get into it then, because Stu and I have seen it. Um, the, uh, in short, very, very short summary, the Grizzle family plans... But a great big family Christmas predictably turned into a big disaster. And that's obviously Chevy Chase playing uh, Clark, Clark W. Grimsold, or otherwise known as Sparky, which is, um, his, his wife likes to call him. Now, interestingly, this movie debuted at number two in the box office. It grossed uh, 11 mi- uh, over 11 million um, in America. Uh, sorry about that. I paused that. I said, I said million, and I got reminded that Stu can't say millennium. I don't know. I know that's why when we did the, uh, I was so pleased that you said that when we did the uh, the review of, of the what? of the Star Wars trailer. That what's that that's why I said what's Han what's Han Solo ship? It's the Falcon. No, it's not. That's not. I can't say the word. You're only getting it half right, Stu. Yeah, I know it's the Millennium. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said I like the X-wing. That, that, that's why you like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So, um, as I said, the movie debuted at number two in the box office. Um, during the opening weekend, interestingly, behind Back to the Future Part 2. Now, obviously, it eventually topped the box office in its third week uh, of release and remained number one the following weekend. Uh, gross total in the US of 71 million, which is actually not too bad. I'd imagine this film mm. didn't have the biggest budget in the world. Uh, not, that it, not, that it really hurts, not that it really hurts anything. No. And interestingly, um, we're all talking about it. Um, obviously, you know, um, Graham's other half... Uh, some people could argue better half would say uh, uh, knows about it. You and I know about it, Stu. And Nim knew about it. It's popular in the U- it's popular in the UK, but interestingly, it never got released in the cinema. I didn't know that. It went straight to video. No, I didn't know that either. No, and it, and it has had this cult following. Um, this movie is actually based on a John Hughes story. John Hughes, uh, I believe, of Home Alone fame and other ones. Short story called Christmas '59. This, this is the uh, and that was the second vacation story to be published in the National Lampoon's magazine. Um, which is interesting. Uh, this is the third, I think, vacation film overall. It is. The first one was in '83, and then. And the... that was that. Uh, was that was that National Lampoon's Vacation? Yeah. Then the European Vacation was in '85. And this is '89. So right, uh, well, as we're drawing into the as we're drawing into the '90s, um, we open with a, a two-minute animation of Santa arriving at the Griswold family house putting presents under the tree and having quite a difficult time, really. Almost a prelude uh, to, to the film. What do you guys think of that, that animation scene? I thought it was very funny. Yeah? You liked it? I did. Yeah, I, I'm, you know what? I'm almost on edge now. <coughs> I'm expecting you to slag this, uh, to slag this off. And I'm... I did. When I watched it, when I watched it today, yeah. uh, I was actually sitting there enjoying the animation. And as well as enjoying it, I was thinking, I bet Graham's sitting there thinking, what a load of shit. What if I let myself oh, in? Oh, no, it's... It involves happiness. I, 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 I had images of his hand crushing a can of Coke in frustration yeah, at the beginning, yeah. thinking, I've got another two hours of this crap. <laughs> but that yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, no, it was, it was kind of like a bit like start of a Monty Python film. Yeah. They're, they're animated. They are indeed. Ish. But, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think about mm, it, to okay. be honest. Yeah, I just thought, all right, it's an intro to a film. So... Well, this is one of three films released in 1989 that feature an animated title sequence. Interesting. The other two were Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Treat Beverly Hills, which I've never heard of. Have you heard of it? Treat Beverly Hills? No. No? I didn't really like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. No, well, the opening scene, or a bunch of scenes, obviously, uh, Clark and Ellen, um, the mum and dad, singing Christmas songs in the car on the way to get their Christmas tree in the country. Okay? Um, now, this is the first time... Uh, did you? Uh, is this the first Chevy Chase film you've seen? Yes. Okay. What did you think of the Chevy Chase character in general? Well, at this stage or in general overall? Well, uh, the first, even I think the first scene sets it up quite nicely. And this guy's quite a goof. Just, yeah, yeah, he, it's he, just, he, yeah, it's just stupid. Like stu- you. Stu- well, thank you very much. There you go. There you go. He's pretty much a typical John Hughes character, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. When you watch John Hughes films, and, and he's done obviously loads of really, really good films. That this is like a typical character that he does, and it's nice having watched um, the vacation and uh, like the European one. That apart from obviously the the two kids, it's the same um, people: the Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase. They do have a good chemistry and together. They have a really natural chemistry, mm. yeah. And it's uh, it's just great. He's so pleasing. He really is. It just reminds me of my old man when he was younger. Just how stupid he was and. When you get older, you realise that when things did go wrong, when he kind of pretended everything was going fine, that you now realise that he must have cocked up so much and just blagged it and 
he's got his way through I, things. And I, I think I there's a brilliant. little bit of that character in everybody, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Unless you're, you know, Mr. Perfect, but and that's what I think is quite funny about him. There's certain parts throughout the film you can either relate it to somebody you know, or done like something a dumb similar. uncle, yeah. or you, yeah, yeah. or a dad, somebody you can relate it to. That's brilliant, yeah. Um, obviously, we, we got that lovely road rage incident, uh, you know, yeah. with, with that with that car, and then he ends up <laughs> he ends up underneath a big truck. And that see that got stupid. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> and so it begins. Yeah. There is a bit of trivia about that truck that they're driving, okay. isn't it? Talk to me. Talk to me uh, about the truck. It is the same truck used, I think, by Kurt Russell in the film Overboard. Really? With Goldie Horn. Yeah, I like that film. It kind of recycled everything. You haven't seen that no, film, have you? No, I haven't. No, I've got. I, I've got. What year were you born? Eighty-six. Okay. I had this theory that every film we, 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 we review, prior to you being born, you don't like. So I think, as a general rule. However, this is after you were born, so we'll see if this theory holds. Mm. Holds. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, the truck and the cart. You didn't like it. No. What Just did you no. like about it? Well, obviously you've got the road rage bit. That's fine. That, that's, that's quite funny. Driving a car under a truck. Really? Well, yeah, if you don't check your blind spot, something like that can happen. Well, yeah, you do, yeah, and you often end up underneath the wheels of said truck. Not conveniently placed. I think it's brilliant. It's the humour from, again, if you've watched the first two films, you'd know the, the slapstick kind of humour. Yes. And it's exactly the same when he goes under the truck and he doesn't realise. And then, uh, again, that is a really good stunt for a car of a driver to do that because yeah, that's not CGI yeah. or anything they no, actually had to that's a stunt yeah. and when he pulls out and does that jump and lands in the parking lot he's like right okay we're here then kids he gets out yep. that's exactly what he does in the, uh, the first film when he flies through the air and smashes the car up and again he's just like okay we parked that let's go as if nothing's wrong and it, it's that stupid yep. humour that is. I really like about Chevy Chase in this film uh, this stunt was arguably more realistic because it was snow yeah you know uh, it could happen no you well, think? yeah, it could happen. Yeah, obviously not the not the. You're the you're between the axles of a, a truck. Okay, you're the car expert, right? That jump he did. Yeah, car over expert. Snow. Out of all of us, you're the car expert here. You know more about cars than all of us. Just just yeah. because in a few podcasts ago I mentioned the fact that people you know have their various cars. cars. Would would a car survive? I that don't crash? know. Do I? Depends on what the car. Yes is. or no. <laughs> I don't know. You said no. Okay, never mind. Right, move. <laughs> I like the way that Graham's suddenly a car expert. He is. In all my other films... Basically, it's anything that James doesn't know about. I'm an expert in pretty much most things. Yeah. I took my car to the garage today. Does that mean that I'm quite an expert? Yes. Fantastic. Not as much as Graham, though. No, I wouldn't wouldn't want to be on (laughs) that level. No. Anyway, um, back home. No, before we get back home, uh, they they find the perfect tree. It's quite the tree. It's massive. And obviously, they realise they forgot the saw. Unfortunate. And then you've got the... uh, the wow 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 kind of scene with the car driving back with the tree. I love that tree just covering the whole car. See, I yeah, didn't the know roots. how they were going to get the tree down. Now you know. Yeah. And then it did make me chuckle. It did make me chuckle. Because you don't see anything, it's just like, have you got the saw? No. And then it cuts away, and then it cuts to the front of the tree, and you're thinking, all right, he's chopped it down. And then actually, the car drives by, and it did make me chuckle. It did, I it thought did. that was quite funny. Yeah, I like that. Could a car of that oh my God, shut realistically. Up. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> We're, 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 could could, you a, could that, no, car, could that car do it? Could that I car carry that truck? I don't know. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> yes. Good. Right. Okay, back home, as Clark gets out his Christmas decorations, he begins setting up the tree. 
He makes another, I like this, you, and this is where we're introduced to the two yuppies, our two yuppie-like neighbours across the yeah. road. They think they're better than everyone, they're classic 80s, I have a big phone, etc. That you know, later on we will realise all their, 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 all their fancy electronic equipment and stuff. Um, and obviously Clark makes an off-collar joke to his yuppie neighbour about, about where he'd like to put the tree in. He goes, you can't say that. And he goes, I wasn't talking to you, intimating it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see that again. Brilliant really chuckle. Yeah. It did, it did. I thought that was fantastic. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. We've also got the scene. Um, as as they obviously, he's sorting out the tree. Clark has a lot of sap in his hands, doesn't he? I mean, and uh, obviously, we've got the scene when he's uh, in bed. I love that scene. When he's, uh, when they're trying, <laughs> he's reading People magazine, isn't he? Um, and it's, uh, it's not going very well. It's not going it's really very well. It's really not, no. Um, uh, obviously, when he's in bed trying to read People magazine with sticky fingers with a tree sap, the person showing on the cover of the magazine is Matty Simmons, the film's producer. Exactly. But you're going to... You, so, now, after that, the rest of the movie... They do something when he's... Uh, obviously, they mention about the sap on his fingers and he's flicking through the okay. magazine and the pages are sticking to his fingers and ripping yeah. out as he's turning Yes. Them. And he just doesn't get angry about it, does he? No, no. It's, it, this is quite normal for someone like him. Yeah, and that's what I like, the fact that... It's something quite normal. He's not getting pissed off about it. They just turn the pages and they're ripping out. And uh, Nim, it's time for him to get up. He's awake. He's awake. His alarm's gone off. He's awake. He's back in the room. But that's like the whole (laughs) all the way through the film. When there's something slapstick like that, until the end when he loses it, he doesn't really react, does he? No, but and and when he loses it, it makes it that much more interesting. Yeah, I I love it. well, it seems like he's kind of bottling it all up, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, right. The whole thing. It's just, just used to it. Yeah. And when he wants to do something, he'll do it the best, won't he? Yes. And that's what's pointed out by his, um, by Ellen, his wife. And the, now, interestingly, the rest of the movie is told through uh, the style of an advent calendar. Obviously, starting with December the fourteenth. So we're not, we're not obviously having every day. It skips a, it's, obviously it skips a bit. Um, I thought for me that was quite interesting. Hmm. As, as, as we're having the build-up, the going through each day with the build-up to, to it Christmas. It helps get you through a film, doesn't it? If, if you know that you're on the 24th or the 25th, you know the film's virtually going to finish. Yeah. So it kind of helps you pace through that film, which I, I like that idea. Yeah, so at December the 14th, incidentally, my brother's birthday. There you go. Fantastic. Now, obviously, that's, the, that's where we start then after that, December the 14th. Um, it's quite a nice advent calendar, actually. Have you got, did you guys have advent calendars? I've got a Thomas Tank Engine one. I've got a family guy one. Are we really? talking about when we're young? No, now. No, I've not got one. Oh. That's fine. I, I'm happy with it. If you it, had I... an event calendar, what would it be? Iron Man. Iron Man one. Yeah. Nim. I don't know, probably a Spider-Man one or something like that. I love that. Good choice, that. good choice. Good yes. confidence. Or even Homer Simpson, <laughs> I don't know. Excellent. Depends what the chocolates are, doesn't it? Exactly. It the Lego ones are very good, but they're 25 quid each. I... For the ad... You're joking. No, you get it open and you get that and you end up building My brother had it. He's still got it. It's like a... It's like you've got slots in where you put yeah. your little Lego characters. Like, it could be like a, something to do with Lego City or like a Christmas scene. Oh, still, it's really expensive. I still they are, wouldn't they pay are, that much are. money. I bought one for my uh, daughter um, last year. She really liked it. Lost all the pieces now. Never mind. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And any, anyone that's got kids, I'm sure, understands. <laughs> um, now, December the 14th, the Griswold family is at a busy department store, obviously buying Christmas presents. Clark can be seen hitting on uh, the department store, Mary. Talk to me about this guy. Yeah, Nim. How did, how did you enjoy this scene, Nim? Did you this, like this scene? It's a very good scene. Why is that? I, I, just, I found it funny. It was really funny because every kind of thing he was trying to say, he'd come out with the word nipple or you know, yeah, something. I'm just, yeah, I'm just blousing. Blousing. Yeah, bra- yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just... And, and I think that was just quite funny in the way that that happened. And then his son catches him. Yeah. <laughs> and 
just as that lady's like lifting up, showing you know, there's no you can't see any panty lines with that particular yeah, pair of panties, yeah. g-string, yeah. And it was just it's just classic, you know. I'm, yeah. And I'm sure all of us would be in that situation. It's just the way he turns around to Rusty and goes, "Look, you can't see any lines, can you?" <laughs> <laughs> and then takes a double take and he's like, oh. "Yeah." <laughs> she, she is very nice. She's got a bit of a strange face, but she's a... Who, is she, she, is she is a model, isn't she, surely? I have no she's idea. She's not a famous actress, as far as I know. I don't know if she's a... Uh, I'll have a look to see if she's a... Uh, she appears later. She appears, she appears later in the... Later one in the film. She does indeed. Um, yeah, well, they, well, there you go. Um, now, move, move, moving on. Um, that night, Ellen's parents and Clark's parents arrive at the house. Craziness ensues. Um... What did you guys think? What did you guys think of that? I mean, I mean, I thought it was actually quite realistic in the relation to when everyone yeah. comes to the door. Yeah, I, I thought it was realistic in the sense that, um, you know, his wife's parents didn't like him, and that was quite evident right from the moment. It's, that's quite tropey. It, it's tropey, but, it's, but a comedy it, can get away with tropes. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, that, that usual kind of family politics and everyone rushing around and just chaos yeah, ensuing. And, and, that's, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure, again, everyone can kind of relate to that sort of thing going on, you know, in, in big family Christmas days and stuff. So, no. um, December the 15th, that night, Clark reveals to Rusty his plan of illuminating the house with some 25,000 imported <laughs> Italian twinkled lights. Audrey tells Helen that a plan of sleeping in the same room as her brother is also sick and twisted. Now, what, what, what the lights? I mean, he, he, gives, he gives his son... It's a ball of that lights. massive ball. ball. And goes, sort it out. Yeah. And goes, sort it out. Um, that's crazy. That, that, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I get frustrated when I have to fucking unravel the um, lights with the Christmas tree. Yeah. Because that, oh, I don't know what it is. I mean, this year we got a brand new set. And they're still... And I took it out of the, the box and they were wrapped like in a kind of... Uh, on a, on a, a rectangle piece of uh, cardboard. So in theory, it should just slot out push it out, and somehow they're in a knot. And that was driving me up the wall. It took me a good half an hour to un- unravel it. So watching this guy with a big ball of lights like that, it could just make you go mental. Nim getting frustrated by Christmas lights. Yeah, that's surprising. I'm surprised. Did you stay awake through the whole of the untangling process, or did you do it in nap stages? I, I did it in stages. Did, did, it in sta- stages. did it in stages? Did it in stages. Did it in stages. So there you go. There's, there's a bit of a Mr. Griswold Clark in, me. in all of us. Yes. And, uh, yeah, um... Now, December the 15th, that was, that's done and dusted. December the 16th, Clark sets about illuminating the house with his 25,000 imported Italian twinkling lights. And uh, he's got, obviously, a few decorations like a plastic Santa. Do any, do any of you um, decorate your house with Christmas stuff? Uh, what Christmas tree is about, I don't know, a foot tall, something like that. Comes up to my knee, keeps oh, falling right. over, and do you mean, in the front room, just yeah. breaking. That's... And I've got some candles, and that's it. We can't really do much more, because the snake's house takes up most of the room. How is Larry? Larry's very good. He's not eating a rat in about four months now. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Is he on a rat diet? He goes, he kind of in season at the moment, and he, once a year he just goes ages of eating. Oh, okay. So he doesn't want to eat anything? Yeah, we've put about, well, we, feed, we try and feed him about every two weeks, but he's just not taking it at the moment. So, that's enough. it, it's quite sad really. So the rat back in the freezer aren't ready for uh, next No, we've got to throw it away once it's defrosted and in there. We've got to throw it away. We try and we put a pair of tongs on it and wiggle it around, see if he goes for it, but he doesn't want to go for it, so maybe he'll have a uh, Maybe a female snake a rat for Christmas that. Day. 
Could do. It'd be interesting. Is that what it's all about, though? He's in mating season. Yeah. Yeah, he does that every year, and it's it's just... He's got his rand on. Yeah, he's rather have something else in there to... Uh, How to do snakes on. have sex? Then I, I, ge- I genuinely don't know. They just tangle <laughs> up, don't they? They what? They, tang- kind of, they kind of just tangle up and entwine. Where, where is, like, the... the, the uh, uh, by the, just probably about six inches from the tail. Okay. Yeah. Right. You ask bizarre No, I'm just saying. No, no, but think about it. Like It's a bit like crocodiles. It's an interesting question, James. How, how do they have sex? Coming from you, I know, yeah. frogs I know what goes through your mind as well, Nim. So <laughs> no wonder you're backing James up on that one. Yeah, it could have been any question. It had to be sex. Okay, Clark says about illuminating the house for 25,000 abroad Italian twinkling lights. Have any of you decorated? No, I'm joking. No. Okay, moving on. His I hate attempt, Christmas, so I don't decorate. I'd never do that to my house. No. I don't see why... You decorate your house on the outside where you can't see it and you're paying for it and everyone yeah. else is appreciating it. I just can't see it. I would want to do it, but it's like I was talking it's to Graham about this. No, it's about doing it <coughs> so it looks quite nice and classy, not over the top and trashy. So you think it's over the top? But the other, the other side of me is what Stu's saying. It's like, I don't, it's, it's a lot. I mean, some people that go over the top, I mean, their electricity bill must be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, unless they've got like low power LED lights and. But if you're doing it for a charity, fair enough, go yeah. crazy. But the people who do it just to get in the spirit of it, and it sounds really miserable when you say that. But well, I can't see the point of. But sometimes I think it's more about that. outdoing your neighbours. I think that's what some people yeah, do. Yeah, thankfully for. none of my neighbours do. Mentioning anything. a charity, there is a, a place in Bracknell. I don't know what charities they do, but they there's a place in Bracknell, and they do up their house, and they've got like it's a, a little detached house in a country lane, and they have over like I think it's about eighty to a hundred. Reindeers and snowmen and stuff, yeah, all oh, over wow. their garden. That is but, it, but it not only doesn't look trashy; it looks really nice because it's a big plot. Um, but you get people from all over um, that area around Windsor, Ascot, driving along there to park up and have a look. And they've got charity boxes outside, and people put money in there. And I've, you know, because um, we know someone that lives around there, we've yeah. been around there, we've gone gone down there and it is a sight to behold. Yeah, so if, if people are doing great. it for that I think it's a good thing I think I, unlike Stu I think yeah, in the spirit I don't mind I so would lovely. you do that then in your house if I yeah my, my brother and I have always said if we both had houses it would, uh, it would be a competition between my, bro- my, my brother and I um, to who can be the most tacky I've, I've quite happily would you have one of those Santas with the legs sticking out of the chimney and all that sort of rubbish it, no I'll have a say yeah yeah but they'll be sticking out and then coming out like that it'll be like going in and yeah. out of the chimney so I wouldn't do anything. I, I just. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think. I, I think. I think you're right. You know, I'd. I'd rather spend the money in doing things in the house that, you know, your kids and you can enjoy it as opposed to. I, what I'd probably do at the very least, if I could, maybe do it next year. And I can source very low energy efficient lights because I care about the environment and saving is, money. And saving money is um, just some lights outside the front. You know, we've got a Christmas tree outside. Just the a little bit of lights. I know that because I'm kind of drawing it out, and none of the listeners can understand yeah. what the hell. Bear I'm in mind, this, this, this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Nim's talking about decorating his house. Yeah, taking time doing that. It's really hard to get him to watch a film for an hour and a half per week. So it's a very busy schedule I have. You know, you know. Well, did, did, did he watch it on your phone earlier? About, I did. about an hour before he the did, podcast yeah. started. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, sorry, James, to interrupt. Yeah. But like the Christmas. I don't like um, the fireworks. I think it's such a waste of money. I, I would I never buy fireworks. Yeah, I agree with you. Because you may as well just get a little tin full of 50s or 20s. And burn it. And just burn it. No, 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 then no, watch no, your money no. just burn and float away. Other spent, people can do it. I'll watch it. I spent, it's a waste. I, I spent £35 on fireworks and it was nice. I How long it. did it last? Half an hour. 
Half an hour? I stretch it out. What was it like? <laughs> Blimey, you know, you I, I, I don't do it once, you got to do one at a time. Well, <laughs> I think, I think the, the concepts... Again, it's very, on that particular actually, it's good that it's a podcast and everyone can actually but see But I just it. can't see the point. Some of them you get, the professional ones, like on um, New Year's Eve, up London when they do it to music, and I've seen a few that do it to music, they're really, really good. But I can't see the point in spending 50 quid in letting fireworks off and they're gone in about 20 minutes, and you just wasted so do your you, money. Do you do fireworks? Like fireworks at like no. Bonnie? I don't oh, do fireworks. I've never done you fireworks. You never do fireworks no. at all? No. I mean, I agree with you. It's a waste of money, um, because it's, it's just it's a ridiculous thing that we're celebrating as well. When people understand what we're doing on November the 5th, it's just absolutely celebrating. Some guy that was about to blow up Parliament it's absolutely bizarre, but anyway, I, th- I think if you're gonna, if you want to sit, because kids like fireworks, and if you want to do it, I think a good safe environment is to go to a show because you're going to pay, you know, five quid or a few pounds. Is this a little message you're giving out? Like, uh, no, Jerry no. Springer end of show message. No, no, we'll not be at all. It, today's it, show. As it's the last podcast of 2014, this is Nim's little Christmas message. I think, I think it's, it's like the Queen's thing. It's a safer thing to do because I've I've had first-hand experience where someone's nearly been seriously injured with a firework. And it is scary. Whose fault was that? It was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> is it you fired it at one of the, your kids' faces? <laughs> Nim was getting all serious, wasn't it? It was, it's wasn't like, it? It was like a, a government message. It was, it wasn't it? It's gone. So, just go to fireworks shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, drugs are bad, I can't. Yeah. There we are. So, um, first attempt at setting up the lights ended, ended in disaster with several broken windows and Clark stapling the sleeve of his, chair, of his chair. And what's interesting, you know something's going to happen, don't you? Mm. And then he stapled the sleeve, he carries on. To be fair, that's something anyone can do. Yes. I mean, I mean... You More know, likely going to be you out of the four of us. Thank you still. very much. Thank you very much. You're an expert at, at electrics, so I've got a question for you, Graham. Um, those 25,000 lights, would it be enough for one plug in England? No. Okay, moving on. Um, now, so I'm glad you, you asked would, that question because I didn't know that. Fuse no. the fucking house. You'll fuse the The house. way that he's got it on a plug board there, yeah. with all the plugs plugged in, and yes. then on one socket, you just overload the socket and he blow the house this, up. He knows his stuff. See, look, I, see, I knew it, I knew it, just like the cars. Yeah. You put a bit of a He would just blow the, it would blow, blow the house up, the fuse would go. Because it would just trip the electrics. Or it would cause a fire. But he's talking about tripping the electrics. Yeah, I know, I know, it's a, it's I know, a proper I know. sparky term. Yeah, yeah. My dad was used to be an electrician. So. Oh, oh yeah. look at that! That car expert. Where does it end, Stu? Stunt man. Stunt man. Bi- sports bilingual. skills. Bilingual. Oh. I, I don't like heights. So Goonie leader. I mean, where does it end? <laughs> right. Any... <laughs> you missed, awesome. you helicopter pilot. Helicopter pilot as well. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, the yuppie neighbours. Todd and his wife, Margot, are complaining about Clark destroying their stereo and carpet. Basically, when, when he's hanging on, obviously, um, the uh, dr- drain pipe, uh, rain pipe, what do, you, what do you call them, drain pipe? That's yeah, a guttering. guttering. What the, okay, guttering, yeah, that, that makes more sense. Don't know why I called it. Well, that's because what it is, that's why it makes sense. <laughs> because what? the guttering goes into the drain pipe. <laughs> the guttering, the guttering goes, along, goes into goes... the drain pipe, yeah. which is connected to the sewer pipe, which is, yeah, yeah very good. Um, the yuppie neighbour, Todd and his wife, he, he falls, and, the, and then because it's cold, the ice, it's quite an amusing scene, goes straight through into his neighbours, uh, into his neighbour, destroying their, destroying their stereo. The state of the art stereo. 
How did this happen? I don't know, Margot. I like the way he says that. I played that three times and chuckled to myself. Yeah. That's Julia Lewis Dreyfus from Seinfeld and Larry uh-huh. David, which is another favourite one of mine. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, that's where I because when I was asking you, is is that Dreyfus's wife? I, but the thing is, she looked familiar, and for that, I don't just, know if it's uh, Dreyfus's wife or not. I, I, I really don't. But know. But I've seen her in Larry David. But yeah, she's, yeah. Because Larry, Larry David is absolutely awesome. It's brilliant. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. Pretty, do, do you watch her? pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> December 17th, Clark is at a potentially very important meeting with his boss, uh, Mr. Shirley. Um, he believes this key to be landing is big holiday bonus. He's basically invented some weird, something to do with cereal. Yeah, it's like a... What does a, he do? A, I don't know. It's as if he's put, put something, because the... He's sealed a, a, a nut nutritional bar, isn't he, with yeah. some kind of... Coating. Or something like like an that. edible coating that's yeah. biodegradable. I, but I don't know what... That the stops pu- food going off. Oh, is that what it's for? Yeah, something like sure. that. But yeah. it's, it's not like an integral part of it, is it, thankfully? No, not with the film. But the, the scene is kind of an integral part, because it, it ties in with the end. Um, he's waiting for this bonus. He needs it, because he shows everyone about the real reels that he's going to put in the swimming pool. What a family man for the whole family. And that's what his uh, colleague says, isn't it? You're the, the last remaining family man or something, yes, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, which is lovely. December the 18th. Clark has nearly finished setting up his 25,000 imported Italian twinkle lights. Now, uh, as, he, as he gets ready for the big presentation, he uh, <coughs> finds out that it doesn't really work. And why Graham. is that? What do you think of the, the kind of build-up to it, though? You know, oh, it's brilliant. It, like when he does you knew it wasn't going to work. I, I did find it funny when he goes, drum rolls, and, and, and no one's doing anything, and he looks at his family and goes, drum roll, it's like really serious, and they all go, it's almost like they know... This, you know, this, this is a usual thing. When Daddy says drum rolls, everyone starts going... And that's what I like. It's not a stupid thing to them. They're all standing in the front They're just doing it. Going... But then everyone joins in. And the problem is you've got different types of drum rolls. Did you see the granddad? He was kind of just going... Completely different kind of drum roll. And then it doesn't turn on. I was upset when it didn't turn on. I knew it wouldn't turn on the first time I watched it. You feel free in don't you? But, yeah, and... Because you've got a different reaction. <laughs> you've got his family saying, the mum says, oh, I can picture it with my eyes shut yeah. and it looks amazing. The supportive wife. Yeah, and then you've got the Ellen's uh, mum and dad who obviously think he's a failure. So this is a waste of time. I knew it would never work and spent all that money and all that time. Yes. And what a loser. And it, I like the, the contrast. And you've got his dad saying, if I was you, I'd, I'd double check every one of those. Every yeah, one of those he still puts a positive... Slant yep. on everything, doesn't he? Which is nice. If you need me, I'll be in my bed asleep. But that, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but that thing where his da- dad says, you know, if, if I was you, I'd check every one of those bulbs. When he starts at the start, when he's putting the bulbs up, yeah. he says to his son, we yeah. need to check every single... And I think it's one of those things, it's a little kind of, another little quirky thing that, you know, your dad says something to you <clears throat> and you pass it on. Do you, do you know what I'm yeah, trying to say? And when his son looks at his um, wrist when there's no watch on there, that's a joke that... Um, that Chevy Chase is kind of famous wow, for doing. There you go. So that was a, a little nod of the head to him. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, now, December the 19th, Clark goes to High School Christmas Presents he buys in the attic. This is quite an interesting scene because he goes up to the attic, everyone then leaves, and he gets stuck in the attic for a bit. Mm. We ha- and what we have is a nice, well, we've got complete slapstick. You didn't like that, did you? Are you liking any You of did so not far? like the slapstick boards. <laughs> I didn't. Talk to me about the slapstick boards. He walks, uh, he gets one. Hit. one... Is alright. Two is enough. Any more than that, and you just yeah. I was in stitches. Yeah, and Nim, I think Nim you, was actually you... Nim started cracking up. 
<coughs> I think you guys were watching me watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you knew what part of the film it was because you just heard yeah. me laughing. And, and I have to be honest with you, like I said to you right at the start, I, I said to you, I don't think I'm going to really like this film because the bits I've seen, I, I've always thought... Yeah, you just said I won't like it. Yeah, and... I was pleasantly surprised with that few bits because that's kind of human. It's interesting you say John Hughes because he's the chap who did Home Alone and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just now now you say it, it kind of makes a little bit more sense because it is very kind of uh, like Home Alone blueprint feel. It's harmless comedy, and, isn't it? And those kind of funny little things, you know, that like a paint can hitting someone in the face or the, or the, the floorboards hitting. And even though it is stupid, and I know what you're saying, Graham, it is a stupid bloody thing. But for some reason, you're you're either going to laugh at it, or you're not. And for me, I think I'm, I've got that kind of stupid um, humour mentality where I see that and it just makes me laugh. It's almost like Tom and Jerry or, or the Roadrunner type of thing. Yeah, it just makes you laugh. Yeah, I think it's and the, the comedy and the humour, as you say, Nim, is the same through his his films and especially the Home Alone ones. It's really over the top yeah. slapstick where in real life you'd get seriously hurt. But you don't in these, and some of the things, especially some of the things that happens to Chevy <laughs> Chase. That, but that's part of the enjoyment. And it is, and I think I, I just like that about this film. I really do, and I, and I knew that you'd hate it because it's it's something <laughs> oh, that I makes just, you happy. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's something that makes you happy. Did you say yes? <laughs> just twice was more than enough. Why do you need to keep doing it? You know, I mean, even when I watch this film, you can so relate. But if you know the other films he's done. Like Weird Science, got a Breakfast Club, obviously the two vacation films, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, uh, Uncle Buck, obviously this vacation film. Um, and you've got Curly Sue, which I, I do like, even though it's... So it's, you've it's, just mentioned some of my, some of my all-time favourite films. I mean, yeah, Great Outdoors, exactly. Uncle Buck. Beethoven, Dennis is a brilliant yeah, film. Dennis. Dennis, Dennis is, is so, good so film. good. Yeah. Um, Miracle on 34th Street. And 101 Dalmatians, Flubber, um, you've got all the Beethoven ones, Made in Manhattan. What's um, Made in Manhattan? Uh, Made in Manhattan. I've never seen it, but my uh, better half likes it. It's a Jennifer Lopez film, isn't it? It is, yes. Oh, you know that, because it's a love <laughs> one, and that's what you're into. You're into the power <laughs> of love, said Huey Lewis. Um, Do you like The Devil Wears Prada? No. Yeah. I've only watched it once. Really? Do, you, do you think there wasn't enough love in this film? Because you are the, the I didn't the have I didn't have enough. You love are the love expert. The you are the love you, expert, really. But yeah. the love content that was in it was it powerful enough for you? It was okay. Because we've just come off the back of love, actually, which is an emotional roller coaster. For which I missed, unfortunately, because I had no voice. I know because you cried so much. I did. I did. I love actually. While watching it, I cried so much I lost my voice. I think that's a wonderful. Thing. So my voice has only just come back. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you ever watch Captain Planet? Yes. No. I don't the, know. He's our hero. The bloke with the love. What? He's completely I don't even remember. No, he had the, the ring, and he goes, you know, the the love one. Was that the, the ring? ring. Razo Gore was wearing. It could have been actually. Oh, no, no, no but he, he had it. Yeah, Captain Planet had that one. What is Captain Planet? It's about where the planet is. You can be one yeah, too. Don't sing a song. Singing the planet is a thing but to do. Um, Looting and polluting is not the way. Here as Captain Planet has to say, the power is yours. But that's like me, like someone saying, what's Night Rider? And I go, it's... Well, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm actually, I'm quite impressed that you remember the song. Not all of it. What is Captain 
Yeah. Okay, it's basically um, a bunch of here, a bunch of teenagers. Was it on CBBS? They given, yeah, they get given special rings like fire, earth, CBBS wasn't water, around. Heart. BBC, yeah, cartoon. BBC. Yeah, and and with their powers combined, right? If they're a bit they like can save Rangers, the planet, basically. The, uh, Captain Planet comes. He's a bit like Superman, but he's allergic to toxic waste, so it makes him weak. That's his kryptonite. When was this? Nineties, mid nineties, I'd say. Yeah, early, early, mid nineties. Mate, we're, we're, we're getting drunk in college. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. There and you yeah, it's fallen out because yeah, of it, so yeah. uh, don't drink, kids. <laughs> so, anyway, um, after obviously the scene at the loft where he, uh, he breaks from the ceiling uh, and then carries on watching the films. He's quite relaxed about that, isn't he? Destroying his ceiling. Yes. And then he ends up, um, uh, so, you know, someone, he's sitting actually on the loft hatch, mm. I, I imagine unknowingly, and it's, well, it seemed to be believed it's quite funny when uh, he falls down. Suddenly, um, when his when his wife uh, goes to hide her presence, I believe. <coughs> yeah, I like happen. that. Even though you know what's going to happen because it's set up the fact yeah, that absolutely her hands on the uh, the loft hatch, she's going to put it down. It still made me laugh a lot. Even though I've seen this film, definitely in double figures, I still laugh every time. Yeah, um, and, and uh, after that, obviously, we have uh, the uh, he tries again to turn the lights on. Um, and this time we find out that the reason why is because uh, there's a switch in one of the rooms. Yes. It's it to be in a garage or something like that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I like the fact that it takes a while for anyone to, re- to realise that's how, it, how he tells. Because it turns yeah. on, he thinks he's fixed it, but he gets turned off again. And it's his wife that realises it. But it's not... She, it is his wife that realises yes. how to fix it. Yeah. She's in the kitchen, yeah. And then she's like... Uh, she she's has the eureka moment, yeah. yeah. Um, but what do you guys think of the lights when it got turned on? Lovely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what can you say? It's just, them, didn't it? yeah, it's, it's. I think it, one of the, it shows like all the lights in the neighbourhood going off, and the nuclear power switch <laughs> going on. I mean, again, that's just it's that is proper kind of you know, Acme type of comedy. Yeah, you think cartoon so? comedy? Yeah, it is. Should because... we go to our electric house, bro? Would that happen? <laughs> For the benefit of tape, I am hanging my head. Uh, <laughs> as nobody else can see. James, I'm not an electric expert. Just leave me alone. <laughs> and yes, I funny. Yeah, I did actually. Okay, oh, that's good. really good. Yeah, but that wouldn't happen in real life, would it? Bloody no! I work yes for the electric no. board. Yes or no. I need a yes or no. Yes or no. What did I say last time? Yes, last time. No. Good. Okay, moving on. <laughs> How right. annoyed would you be though if you had a neighbour with that many lights on your? Bloody it would really annoy me. But it was very it? funny the, the fact that. They're in mid-conversation. The uh, oh, the, the yuppie couple. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And then the lights blinded them, and he they were getting a little bit romantic. A little yeah, bit amorous, he fell down the stairs, and when it yeah. went out, then it went on again, and it led to more kind of. She crazy fell over accidents. the table, and yeah, yeah I enjoyed was, that. I thought it was, that was quite was... funny. And they only get romantic because he had a shower. If you remember, yeah, yeah. a shower after, after you shower. Yes. After you shower. Yeah. So. They went jogging in the same kind of track, uh, silver track sweatsuit. Yeah. yeah, it was awful. How, how sweaty do you get in them, do you reckon? Well, in a sweatsuit? Yeah. Boxers, boxers use them to lose weight, don't they, before... Uh, they mm. do, don't they? They do. I've, I've never been in a sweatsuit. No. What are they made of? Sweat. It's like, PVC. like, like, yeah, like PVC. a rubber kind of suit. I mean, I wouldn't wear one. I, I sweat enough as it is, so... Why is that dirty, Nim? No, it's James. He's licking his lips at me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I've got a cut on my lip. Oh, okay, I'm James. That. Sorry. So I misinterpreted I that. Now, to be honest, I'm sure you're very attractive if you were to wear a PVC sweatsuit. Okay? <laughs> I'll find one. If we do one, we? I'll post it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, um, unfortunately, we're still on December the 19th. Quite a big day. It's been about half an hour, hasn't it? Uh, 
as the family stares and all, the neighbours are obviously, you know, they're, 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 as Stu says, uh, the neighbours destroy the house. Clark is stunned and suddenly we have the completely unannounced arrival of <coughs> Cousin Eddie and his family. Yeah. Trailer trash? Aren't they? I mean, they're, they're is, yeah, Randy Quaid does that really well, doesn't he? Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. What do we think of Randy Quaid? What do we he's think he's of the one that did... Um, Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. And I, the whole time, I only had he images painted. of him flying a plane. It's the same character, yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's it. I was like, you know, just sitting there like with a gun in a trailer and then yeah. flying a plane into a alien egg like craft thing. Yeah. That's all I had. I, there was nothing else to it. There was no depth or anything. That was all I had. No, I mean, that's, that's exactly what he does and what he's good at, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um... Again, he's one of those, you know, I think most families have an annoying member of the family that rocks up or pisses you off. And again, and if you that, don't know them, it's probably you. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's that it's representation, really isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Randy Quaid on IMDb is accredited to 115, being involved in 115 kind of films or series. Wow. And uh, a lot of them, as you can imagine, you've never even heard of. But... Um, I was just trying to see. I was going to have a look to see what um, kind of character he's played, which is exactly the same. But I mean, this guy <laughs> just does not stop working. He really, really does. He hasn't done anything since two thousand and nine. But um, some of the films he's done, I wouldn't even know what they're about. It just give us a title, like one of them. Okay, Cart um, Racer. Obviously, I know what that's about. Milwaukee. Minnesota, 2003. What would that be about? No idea. Exactly. Milwaukee, Minnesota, maybe? No uh, idea, no idea. Um, Pluto Nash. <laughs> there you go. So, Some weird names, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. But this, I mean, this guy, Randy Craig, his family, yeah. they are, I mean, stereotypical trailer trash, aren't they? Um, unfortunately, you know, down, down to the kids. Um, the daughter was wearing a wig, interestingly enough. And yes. it's not the dog. Did he have a problem? Well, it's not, yeah, he had like a, a gland problem, didn't he, where he just... Graham. Everything You're else. a dog expert. Could that happen? Yes or no? I know for a fact you are a dog expert. You used to be a vet. You did go to veterinary school for six years. Is that realistic? Yes. Okay. Um, December the 20th, the Griswolds decide to have weekend fun and go sledding. Clark reveals his big project. With his, uh, he's working with his chemical company, an experimental kitchen lubricant. He greases up his sled and said, this is like, you know, you know really slippery. Mm. It's fantastic. And... The sledge is like a circular kind of satellite dish, it is, isn't it? And we have this very realistic scene of him. <laughs> this is so over the top. Having but said I that, the funniest line in the film for me happens in this bit where um, he's going, uh, his cousin Eddie doesn't, he's not going to go on a sled in case he bangs his head and he bangs <laughs> yeah. his metal in there. Um, and, and he said something along the lines of, you know, when, um, when, his, when his other half puts on the microwave, he used to pit his pants to forget who he was. Or something. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he pits his pants way... and forget everything. But it's the way he says it. Just so... So piss my pants and forget yeah, what I was like it's Let's we carry on. Carry on. Yeah, it's, just... it's a normal thing for him, isn't it? It's, it's no big deal. <laughs> December the 21st, 21st. Clark still can't believe Eddie has crashed a party. He's getting quite annoyed. He's stunned that he's uh, emptying his chemical toilet outside and uh, was he, there's an arsehole emptying his yeah, whatever he, he blocked up the shitter doesn't he yeah yeah, yeah he, he shouts has. it out and his neighbour comes out and he turns around and shouts out to him <laughs> blocked up the shitter yeah <laughs> there's no problem in his dressing he yet. has no shame does he um, and he discovers that the experimental lubricant that Clark had applied to the sled uh, and nearly destroyed it um, this was the sled so he picked it up and thinks yeah. that's good um, anyway 
while he and Eddie go shopping, uh, Eddie reveals to Clark that he's a uh, flat broke and his RV is, is actually his real house. Clark then offers to get Eddie some Christmas presents and at this point he starts putting everything on the trolley, quite unfortunately. It's all dog food, isn't it? Yeah, he wants to buy a Clark sandwich, so basically Clark's buying something really nice for himself. Isn't yeah. Mm. yeah, exactly. So, What does the RV stand for? Does it Recreational mean? vehicle. Oh, See, yeah. car expert, there's a car expert there. No, actually, what, you know, a larger vehicle expert. I, I like that. Exactly. It's got to be over three or four no, times for Stu. Yeah, did you knew that? Yeah. Did you knew that? I don't know. Wow. Who learned you that? <laughs> 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 learned you that? We went to America on holiday uh, years and years ago. We actually went round in an RV. Really? We did I remember the one with the Simpsons that had a satellite and everything. I never went round with them. Okay. It's the fact that in there that it says you've got to drive it when the cruise control's on. What idiot turns the cruise control on? They get to have walks off. Yeah, what film's that in? That's, that, oh, that's in Anchorman, isn't it? Yeah. So that must have happened at some it point. It did, it did. It's a bit like peanuts, make contain nuts kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Or on the, on the side of a McDonald's coffee cup. This it, it contains hot content. Oh, yeah, I should hope so, it's coffee. <laughs> Back at work, December the 22nd. Back at work, Clark reveals to his associate, Bill, that it's his last day of the year. Drops off his Christmas present to the boss, they're all the same. They are all the same, aren't and they? Interestingly, do you know what they are? No. They're desk organisers, I think. You know, oh, are they? Yeah, and they've they're like got pencils and stuff and some How do you know that? Desk um, it was on the IMDb, but I didn't actually put it, put it on here. Okay, I didn't know that. But I, think, I think, anyway, December the 23rd. Clark is seen staring out the window at his future pool, fantasising about the department store Mary. Yeah. How having said that, someone comes and completely ruins it. She's very nice. Uh, this, but this you do is, see side boob in this bit. You, you, do, you do see a lot of flesh. Yeah, did you enjoy this bit, Greyhound? Uh, I did, but my other half keeps singing the song that accompanies this particular scene. Yeah. All the time. She's been doing it for the last that two Hawaiian weeks. song, isn't it? Yeah. She's doing it for the last two weeks. She's yeah. in the bathroom the other day putting her makeup on and uh, she was singing along and I'm sitting there going, What are the words? I'll find them. Yeah. It, yeah. it was funny the first time and now it just annoys me. So that scene, that scene oh, upset you? In some context. It, it, it brought bad memories. It brought bad I just, I, yeah, no, I'll probably go home and she'll be singing it for the next four days. And I'll find it on YouTube and I'll play it. I'll do my <laughs> ringtone from now on. Um, <laughs> anyway, obviously Clark, and then he's quickly interrupted by Eddie's daughter who tells him she believes Santa isn't coming. Not that he's not real, but he's not coming. Clark reassures her that the opposite is going to happen. Shitting bricks. That's right. rude. Shitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Eddie tells Clark that he's not leaving until the end of January. Yes. How do you feel about that? <clears throat> How do I feel about that? Yeah, how, do you, how, how would you feel about I that? I would hate it. What would you do to get rid of someone like Eddie? Uh, I, d I don't know, really. I don't think... He's so thick-skinned, isn't he, and oblivious to any insult that you give him. I mean, even when he says to his boss, uh, sorry about <coughs> Eddie, he's got a, uh, his heart's bigger than his brain, and he pats Clark on the back yeah, and says, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. cheers, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't understand any insult. So uh, I don't know. I don't think you could get rid of him. It'd be, it'd be murder, really, wouldn't it? I think it's yeah. yeah. Um, it's finally Christmas Eve. The rest of uh, Ellen's elder relatives arrived, including uh, the, the great auntie, who's uh, rather confused. Um, she was the voice of Betty Boo, wasn't she? She was, wasn't she? Yeah, you could tell when she started speaking. Mm. The Griswolds finally get to reward the fruit of their efforts for the um, to put on the perfect Christmas Eve dinner with a twenty-pound turkey with all the trimmings. Uh, it didn't go too well, did it? No, the turkey was overcooked, and when I cut it open, all the steam <coughs> came out. Graham, you're an expert at cooking. How could you avoid that? 
Uh, roasted bird for a long time, but not on too high heat. Thank you. That's amazing. And does that really happen if you ever cook it? I no, what? You mean you pierce it and it goes... <coughs> <coughs> I don't think so. There's still going to be some meat on it. See, I told you the next one then. Well, Graham has chefed in some of the top chefs, chefs' kitchens in London, so... I knew that. That was um, Then he didn't get on with that, and he went to veterinary school, then he became an electrician. He, and uh, he is the uh, 2011 Come Dine With Me champion. Yeah, and he was the... Um, you, was, I think you were inside the Ed 209 for Robocop, I think. That's right. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I could then be Robocop. Well, I know, the Ed 209. <laughs> not You weren't inside Robocop, you were in the Ed 209. How, how's those stairs? Um, moving on. It's a completely failed joke that wasn't it? <laughs> it was a failed joke. It really was, because I'm, I'm the only Robocop. one that thought that was so, funny. Well, when we review Robocop, I'll repeat it. Yes. Is that particular thing can't walk upstairs? Down. <coughs> Nim's dying in the corner. Yeah. Can you it's not cough? If you want to cough. Sorry, I'm sorry. Can you just swallow? Can you swallow a cough? <coughs> can, you, can, you, can you go to the other side of the room? If you're gonna yeah. Do I mean, you've hired the studio. Poor listeners. And it's just coughing through. See, cows can't walk downstairs. Can walk up. Can't walk down. So you know, how do you know this? Cow expert. Have you ever had walk. that? Have you had cows. a cow in your house? I think. I think cows can walk upstairs, but they can't walk down. I haven't really got anything to say about that. <laughs> you know what, you know, how the hell do we get to cows walking up and down stairs? Yeah. Can we get a cow in the studio? <laughs> Make it walk up and down stairs. I know where we can find But feel sorry for the poor bloke that found that out. Can you get hold of a cow? <coughs> I can get hold of a cow. We can test this theory out. Okay. And then we can go we'll cow pushing. sometime next year. We'll let the listeners know how he gets on. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> so Clark has Ellen's 89-year-old uh, aunt Bethany say grace. Yes. Uh, she doesn't really say grace. Does she? Is no, it time for a baseball game or something? It's the American National Anthem. At the beginning... <laughs> shut up, Jack. The, the uh, United States. Shut up, James. At the beginning of every um, most American game, such as football, baseball, uh, they sing the National Anthem. And, and then they go, let's play ball! It's the Pledge of Allegiance. It's not the National Anthem. Ooh, it's the Star Spangled Banner. No, it's the... Ple- I pledge allegiance to the fan- flag. Yeah, it's a flag. Yeah, all right, whatever. Sorry. Please stand for the <laughs> oh, national. Really stop coughing. Please, please stand for the national anthem. So that means it's no, the national anthem. Is running as no, well. no, she sings the national anthem at the end of the film. I thought she sings it there as well. No, she doesn't. I just out America to do you. <laughs> You're an American expert then. No. Yeah, James is the American expert. I'm, I'm, I don't know much. Unfor- yes, it's because I'm fat, isn't it, Graham? That's why you're saying it. <laughs> right, unfortunately, they left, they left the turkey in the oven for too long. We've talked about this bit already. You're right. Yeah. What are you doing back here? Have you finished coughing? Yeah, if I start coughing, I'll piss fuck off, off again. Yeah, I'll fuck off. No, I'm, I'm just carrying <laughs> I'm joking. He only coughs when he wakes up. <clears throat> um, now... What the hell? Is, what, I don't know where we are now. Um, Eddie's what about us not? Obviously, he's, he drinks all the water from the tree, causing the tree to dry out. Now, what's going on post-dinner? Uncle Louis lights up a cigar and it completely incinerates the tree in the process because it's really dry. Would that happen, Graham, in real life? Yes or no? What did I say last time? You said maybe. No, is it really yes or no? Uh, no. It wouldn't, OK. Um, Clark Desperate, obviously, <laughs> to reclaim his tree... Um, instead takes a chainsaw to the one in the yard. He was really pissed about the tree. He was getting angry now, wasn't he? Yeah, because the uncle just didn't care, did he? No, he was on fire as well, and he continued not to care, which is interesting. Um, That bothered me, I have to say, when the tree (laughs) went. His his reaction to 
to Clark because Clark tried so hard. He does. And this guy couldn't give a shit. Could no, he, he couldn't. Like anything. No. Typical old person. And Aunt Bethany's cat, which she'd wrapped up and intended to give her to one of the Griswold relatives, uh, can be seen chewing on a strain of lights. And yeah. at some point, that cat also incinerates itself. I like that when a cat gets electrocuted. Well, that interesting that scene uh, where the cat bites on the Christmas lights and cord was nearly taken out of the film. Why is that? I thought it was a bit too harsh. I think. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. But producer Matt Simmons begged them to leave uh, to leave the scene in. They eventually gave it to the request. I wonder if that would happen if a cat did bite on the. Is it? Who would know that? Graham, would that could that happen? Would, would it? I, I've no doubt that an animal would probably die, but would they leave just <clears> the, the, the mark? James, how about what you do is you cut through your Christmas lights at home, put your hand on one end and grab the other end of the cut wire and see what happens. And then come back Good and idea, us. but I don't need that. I've got you to tell me. We've no. got an electricity expert. Yeah, you're an electricity Try expert. it and see what happens. No, yes or no? See what happens. Yes or no? See what happens. Yes or no? See what happens. Yes you're not going to incinerate yourself. There's not enough voltage. Thank you. There you go. Is that a no then? That's a no. Right, okay. Um, go and look at electric cover he, 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 cuts, he cuts the tree his neighbours look a bit scared and his son tries to, he, he's got the mask on he, Jason that's clear yes. you know um, which was quite popular at the time now post dinner Aunt Bethany notices a squeaking noise made turns out someone's in the tree it's a squirrel yes they, like all want, they all run away it goes mental doesn't it um, one of the mothers faints it's, you it's, like it's that name, didn't you? I like that and again it's like little it, I know it was that funny bit at the start it kind of got a little bit kind of serious and the, you lose comedy bits in the middle and it starts up again at the end. Yeah. But the squirrel thing, I, I did find that really funny because not long, not too long ago, we found a little mouse in our kitchen and it was that same reaction. Like, everyone just starts running out of the room yeah. and going somewhere and, and it's funny what he says, he goes, <laughs> we're not letting it out of the living room and I remember when I saw that mouse and I go, it's not getting out of that kitchen and we're trying to trap it into, into an area yeah. and you're shouting at this mouse, you fucking bastard, stay there and, it's a fucking mouse. Yeah. It doesn't understand. And if you look from a third person <coughs> perspective, it's hilarious. So many people trying to trap an animal yeah. and the way they're talking, <laughs> and then some people run away, then others run as well, but they yeah. don't know why they're running, <laughs> just because everyone <laughs> else is. Yeah. <laughs> it's there, there, there was one especially funny bit in that, that kind of squirrel bit was when <laughs> Jeffy Chase has gone up to the tree to, and he's gone to his mum and and the, the squirrel's gone onto his back. Yeah. And the dad turns around and goes, squirrel, and they don't know where the squirrel is. <laughs> and he starts running up the stairs. Oh, yeah, running with the, <laughs> they all run back down again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> it's just there, isn't it? It, it, it? It's absolutely crazy. And obviously before that, he breaks the window of his neighbours by, by cutting down the tree, doesn't he? Yes. And, 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 that, and that infuriates... Um, that infuriates Margot yeah. to obviously, obviously go around. Margot finally goes over to the house to take some action. because well, Again, they're at the dinner table talking about maybe we should have got a Christmas tree. And as soon as they say, well, we'll get one this time in the night, the tree goes through their <laughs> that, window, yeah, doesn't it? Cool. Yeah, which Perfect is what timing. them off. Um, as she approaches Clark, she's greeted by the squirrel, followed by Snots. A battered Margot goes home <coughs> and uh, punches Todd in the face instead. Yeah. So there you go. Now, as the family begins to clean up from the disaster, Clark gets an envelope. It reveals the family's plans about swimming pool. It's not... I mean, this is one of the important plot devices in the film. It's not the envelope he was hoping for. It is a Jelly of the Month Club and not a bonus. And the street that they actually is set in is owned by Warner Brothers, backs onto the, uh, the studio. So that's why it looks exactly the same as Lethal Weapon. And, yeah, the next-door neighbours where Margot lives is the Murtaugh house. That's why. So that's why it is exactly the same as yes. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Now, interestingly, um, 
then Clark gets really annoyed. One of the best. I don't know. I can't repeat it. A very long insult for his yeah, boss. Very much so. Yeah. Which, which was quite interesting. Uh, Clark goes berserk, telling his family that he would like his boss in front of him with a big red, with a big ribbon tied to his head. Eddie disappears. Yeah. I did. When I first watched it, did any of you have an idea that was going to happen? No. I, no, I, not I, did I. I, did, I, th- I thought, where is? Where's he going in the van? Yeah, it's done very subtly, isn't yeah. it? You don't realise until you actually see the RV pulling up outside no, exactly. uh, what is a, a huge mansion, it's like, isn't it? Looks it? like Bel Air, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. House very fresh big. Now, this is a story all about how <laughs> my love got quit, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute and see why they're here. Bel Air. Well done, that's Thank really you. good. Now, <laughs> but nobody knows the second verse to it, so. Uh. No, up to our seven, all red, all yellow, to the thanks. Your home smelly yellow, look to my kingdom, I was finally there. I, I've missed a bit. I missed a bit, but there you I go. I think that's the last bit, isn't it? I do like the French Prince of Bel-Air. I, I enjoyed it. When I was younger, I really, really liked it. And every still... night, six o'clock, BBC Two. Yes. Bang, that was it. Got home from school. BBC Two the was the channel, though, because they had to put some... They always had stuff at yeah. six they, o'clock. You know, they had... Uh, there was Next Generation. Heartbreak High. Heartbreak High. That was the Australian one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. that was good. I'm going to look blankly here, because I've got a clue. Oh, okay. That's okay. I mean, they were the first ones... To, if there's something controversial going on, BBC Two... Would have it on with yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, later, the family's gathered around for a traditional reading of a classic Christmas story. It was the night before Christmas. Um, obviously, uh, Clark, decided, Clark reads it because his, his dad passes down the torch, so to speak. I don't know this story. No. Does anyone do this? In America, it's, no. It's, it's, it's an American thing. It, it might be an American tradition. It's not an English tradition as such. It's just good. English tradition is getting pissed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's all I normally do on Christmas Eve. That's what it is. That's about. what we do, yeah. This is getting drunk, then let's have a fight, or, <laughs> I don't know, hit someone who's like completely innocent and then go home. That's the tradition the English are known for, really. We're not very proud of it, though, right? It's, just, it's, no, not, it's a it's shocking a, tradition, it yeah. One that they take away abroad when they go on holiday. Now, mid story, Clark notices Eddie with a rather familiar looking man heading towards his front door, and it ends up being his boss, uh, Mr. Shirley. And Eddie uh, had fulfilled Clark's wish. Of uh, wanting his boss exactly how he feel. Um, to tell, uh, well, yeah, the bow on him, and he was gagged, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He, it was brilliant. And then Clark obviously tells him how he feels. This causes the boss to have a change of heart after seeing how it affects his employees' best hand. See a nice story there, you know, a nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we learn everything. We learn something. Not everything. Yeah. We learn something. However, it was done really, really easy, wasn't it? And it it wasn't. It was. It was so simple that you could kind of forgive it for being. Kind of a trophy in a way, couldn't you? I well, think this kind of comedy, when it's slapstick like that, as you, as you were saying, you can do the tropes. And, and I think they need the tropes. Yeah, to make uh, because it, the, the instant turnaround of, yeah, maybe I, I, I didn't realise it would affect people like you and now company's nothing without people like you. And uh, I'll give you 20% extra. Uh, and it was so, like, instant turnaround. Yes. But as you say, James, that it, it's, for these films, it can be forgiven... But because it's not, it, it's not it, going to work any other way, though, is it? No. <laughs> because it's, it's such nice. a slapstick comedy. Yeah, and, it, and it's nice that it doesn't bother you, yeah. and that you can just carry on watching it, because it, it's, it's, kind of, it's acceptable, isn't it? Yeah. No. Um, I found out an interesting fact. Oh, yeah? The Night Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't called The Night Before Christmas. It's called A Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement it's a poem. Clark Moore. Yeah, it's a poem. Mm-hmm. 1823. So it is... Is it kind of based around like Dickens kind of thing? It's we could read ju- the whole thing if you really oh, want. I couldn't think of anything worse. It, it, it's, it's only that long, Stu. 
Now you're fine. As I'm scrolling through my iPhone, I scroll about eight, nine pages so far. Oh. You, you sure? <laughs> Towards the night before Christmas. That ends in Christmas, that's me. Well, there you go. And, and as, as obviously Mr. Shirley is learning his lesson, um, uh, the uh, Chicago SWAT team tries up to destroy the house further. They do indeed. They totally don't know. Really. No warrant. <laughs> um, as far as I, there wasn't one, was there? It wasn't shown at all. And I, be, I believe we need them. I have no idea. I, th- I think I think any any law agency across the world surely need warrants. I think on telly sure they, they don't need, need anything. Need, no. No. I think they need I'm pretty them. sure we need them in England. Was it probable, sure we need them probable in America. cause or something? <coughs> in America, don't they? Something like that. I don't know. Hey, but, yeah, but if you were like a man of the law, you'd need a warrant. I'm sure, I, I don't know how it works. Okay, moving on. Um, after all, Google the it. Pardon? Google it. Google it. Google it. There you go. Right. After all the dust is settled, the family in the Chicago SWAT can't Chicago. Chicago SWAT team are all gathered outside. Um, they're all gathered outside, thanks to Eddie's crap and Santa. Um, and once again, and it literally the, is Eddie's crap, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> and the famous uncle again, the uncaring uncle yeah. who then lights a cigar. We have a, uh, we see Santa Claus in the sky, and uh, we have the American national anthem sung. Brilliant. And everyone's happy. And everyone is everyone is happy. The house is in ruins. Um, and interestingly, uh, despite being a Christmas movie, Christmas Day is never actually seen. The film actually ends on Christmas Eve. Mm, but it is definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is in the title. It is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, guys, what do we think of the film? Nim, um, I've got to say. It, it's it's something I would watch again. I think before it's a, the film, it's a, what were you like? Tell before, me. I mean, I was reluctant to watch it, and and the only reason I did not make any effort to watch it, I've just had a really busy two week schedule. Oh please! Uh, because I, I don't need some, to hear some of the work at the other studios that I do, and all, all that. So it's just been absolutely <laughs> hectic. Well, hectic he's a schedule. famous man, isn't he? So, he's a famous, famous man. Uh, and but the thing is, it's like James Surley said, don't judge a book by its cover. And I think the the, the few kind of little clips I've seen of it, and it just looks. Just kind of some of the eighties films that you don't want to watch. Is it a fact then? Is I'm glad I watched it. You should have it. watched it all the way through, and the little clips on their own. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think I will make an effort now to watch the other ones. Okay. Um, but I think, especially this? this one, I think there's some films that you just want to watch during Christmas time, like Home Alone. Um, what do you mean, Santa... like Christmas films? Yeah, <laughs> Santa Claus <laughs> the movie. <laughs> but I mean, Home Alone is not a Christmas film, and I don't think even this. Your is... kids would they enjoy it? Are you, are you oldest? You reckon? Yeah, they'd yeah. find it funny. Well, Home Alone is set around Christmas. You could blag that it's a Christmas film. We done Die Hard as a Christmas film. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not really Eve. a Christmas yeah. film. But you, that's what I mean. It's like Die Hard's another one. You, you, you tend to kind of associate that with Christmas. Yeah, plus Die Hard is a kick-ass film. So. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, sorry. That's worst you. bit. Yeah. What's the um, score? Worst <laughs> bit, worst bit. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say for the worst bit. I think it's just one of those films... There's no even really best bits for me. I think I just like the comedy aspect of it. Uh, you know, I can I really enjoyed the comedy comedy bit. It was something I didn't think I would. Um, and I'd, what would I give it out of five? I think I'd, I would give it a three and a half. I think it's a middle of the road. I'd watch it if it came on at Christmas time. I would watch it. I'd make an effort to watch it. I wouldn't go out my way. That's fair enough. And and I've got to say, you know. I, I, I think I said to you guys, I think Chevy Chase was quite an annoying person, but I can't remember where I've seen him and what films. I've always just found him annoying. But in this, I could relate to his character. So, so I've never found Chevy Chase 
annoying. No. In, in Fletch and Caddyshack and no. these vacation films, I never found him annoying. I, f- I find he's it, really enjoyable and it's you so like easy going. Yeah. I really like Chevy Chase. I really, really do. And this film, I love this film. It's a tradition every year to watch it. If it, if it was on tomorrow night on normal television, I would sit and watch it again. And I love this film. I've seen it. I can't watch Christmas figures. films after Christmas, though. Once Christmas Day is gone, I can't watch Christmas films. Yeah, this film I will watch every Christmas. Yeah, but I have to watch Christmas films before Christmas Day. Yeah. Because afterwards, it's not. It's over. You know, the I know. event's gone, yeah. Yeah. But this film is good. It's easy going. I just really enjoy everything about it. I, there aren't any bad bits, really. It's just a happy, easy going comedy, isn't it? And yeah, it is. I think it's great. Um, the best bits, um, it's, again, it's hard to pick a, a best bit. I, I laugh at so many bits, even when I know they're coming. I still think they're good. Um, I'd give it, I'd give it four out of five. There you go, Mister Happy. Great. I don't know where I've got this kind of. I'm not a massive Christmas fan. So, in general... You're not a happy Christmas fan, are you? You're not a I fan don't, of happiness. I don't do Christmas. You know, it's just a day of the year. Same as every other, 365 of them. 364 other ones. In, in, in other days one. are available. Yeah, other days are available. Uh, exactly. I don't need a day to go and visit my family. Now, anyway... I love the way you say, I don't need a day to be happy, but I'm not happy <laughs> any other day. <laughs> but I don't usually like forced happiness. Exactly, like... so you'd rather I was miserable than just ha- forced happy. No, I don't happy. like when you have to go to a party and you need to be happy at that party. Then people pull you up, let's dance, let's dance. I don't want to dance. I don't... You're forcing me to be happy when I'm happy sitting down on my own. Right, uh, and so I, uh, Is that what you don't yeah. like, that on Christmas you feel the you, you need to be... The false festivities. Yeah. Well, yeah. technically, that's, well, that's why Scrooge keeps saying humbug. Because um, in, obviously, any, in, in a, a Christmas carol... The reason he says humbug is because he's saying people were just making out they're happy and forcing them, almost forcing themselves to be happy because of Christmas and saying, oh, in the spirit of Christmas, with the argument being, why can't you be there the whole year if you're a happy person? Why do you have that as an excuse? So, well, which lot, is a good which, point, isn't it? Which, which, which uh, I've yeah. always thought, I don't agree with him, but he's kind of making a, po- he's, he's kind of making yeah. a good point there. I hate like Graham. happiness. I but really it's, hate it's it. like I've noticed on the radio in the last kind of couple of weeks and, and they're saying, do something nice because it's Christmas. Go out of your way to do something nice. But why should you just do it over Christmas? Shouldn't you bloody be like that all the time? I mean, the other day I was, I was doing a bit of shopping and it just fucking drove me up the wall. There was this lady that was taking ages to pack her groceries in front of me, right? And I wanted to bloody get my shopping done. I was being calm. I thought, okay, she's old. She's a pensioner. It's not her fault. There's a couple behind me. And what does that woman go and do? She goes... Excuse me, love, shall I help you pack your... And she goes over and starts helping this lady pack her things. And I'm thinking, what a load of bollocks. Why? Just because it's Christmas. Like, what do you think? How do you know? She yeah. might do that all the time. It just, it just, but if, she's like that, if people are like that all the time, fair enough. Should, should, well, should, shouldn't that have been you? Because you're next to That's a help, random right? act of kindness, that is. That, that's but that's what the... Ra- but, but what I'm trying to say is on Those the radio... On, 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 on the, the radios... For the soul stories. On the radios, they've been encouraging people to do these random acts What's of happiness. And I think that was an example of it. No way, you've completely lost. You've no. changed. I'm happy for people to be like that. If they're like that all the time. But if they're just so going to pretend... So if your car was broken down and someone said, 
I hope you push it. You're bugwood. You go, fuck off. I don't need you to do this because you're just... Just because it's December. Yeah. 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 If they were like that all the time, I have no problem. But if they're going to just do it in December and then fucking... Well, how do you know that? Did you ask them... To, did you ask them... You doing this because it's December. If you are, you can fuck off trying to help her pack her bags. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting what you're doing. I should have asked him. I should have asked him. You no, what, you're I, damn right you should have done. That would have been the right thing to do to help out. All this from my appearing to be absolutely miserable. Yeah. Exactly. So you've spread misery. It's like a disease. You, you were happy, weren't I'm you, more... a minute ago? Yeah. So, Graham. Um, score three. That's quite generous. I thought you'd give it a lot lower than uh, that. I'll, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it a, a two three. and a half or a two. I'll give it a three. Three minus. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give it a three. Um, the slap, some of the slapstick stuff was just... Could you watch it again? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be forced to watch it again, but yeah, yeah. I can watch it again. Would no. you laugh at the funny bits? Like the, the bits, bits I of, found funny, yes. So you, you won't laugh, but... <laughs> But will you, like, when your better half laughs, will you laugh with her to kind of help the enjoyment or will you sit there like a miserable sob? I'll leave that to your imagination, Yeah, I know the answer to that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was a right film. Well, it was a oh, right. You're struggling, so it just hurts so much, doesn't it? It is painful. Excellent. What about you, James? I, uh, not particularly worst bits. I, I enjoyed it all the way through. It's become, well, I think the last few, it's become... A tradition now to watch it, to watch, to watch it every year. I watch it with my other half. I watch it sometimes with my mum, my dad, my brother. Um, I'm going to give it a four point five. I, I think this is well, definitely one of the two, you know easily top five. Top for me, top five Christmas films. I think this is probably on most people's at the very least top ten list. I think around the world, if if you did like a poll, it would. What are your favourite Christmas films? If it, just off the cuff, I know it's difficult. That's right. Uh, Home Alone, Muppets Christmas Carol. Now, Love Actually is now one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. That's, my, that's, my, that's, my, that's obviously made it die hard. Yeah. Um, obviously, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Miracle on 34th Street, I really, really like. I also like uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, and we're trying to get that toy for his kid. I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I've got that one. That's a good um, one, mate. Yeah, they've made the second one of those. They're making another one, aren't they, I think? Well, they are, no. Yeah. Um, I have not seen It's a Wonderful Life. Everyone say that's a good Christmas film. Any, any, but any Christmas Carol adaptions I always really like. I, well, I, I know um, Patrick Stewart, uh, Captain McCall, was yeah, in one. That's one. a really good one. George Martin, uh, not Martin Kemp. Uh, who's the chap out of Bloody Stenders? Uh, Phil. I don't know. I don't Mitchell. Know. Ross no, Kemp. No, Ross Kemp. Have you seen that one? No. Ross Kemp has done one. It's a really good. It's uh, like a modern Christmas one. Christmas Carol, yeah. It's a modern one. It's really oh, good. It? it was on a couple of years ago. Pretty good, but I agree with you. I think any, I think any adaptation of it's such a lovely story, yeah. and we, which is why I mean, we mentioned we might be doing one of the Christmas cows next year, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I don't like Muppet films. <laughs> I really don't. I really try and like them. I, I used to love the Muppets when I was younger. I really, really did. But I watched <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Carol um, with my son because he really wanted to watch it, and and. Uh, I had to sit and watch that, and I had to sit and watch the Most Wanted. I just don't like Muppet films. I really don't. I, I've just grown out of liking them. They just don't really interest me. So I really can't wait to uh, to watch that for a podcast yeah. next year. Twelve months, mm-hmm. less than twelve months time. But 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 there you go. Um, interestingly, the next thing we're the next film we're going to review. Stu, was it Chronicle? Chronicle, next yeah. Year, the, our first film of the year. Is that a film you've seen, uh, Graham? No. Nim? No, I haven't seen it. No. I've seen it. Yeah. 
Okay, it'll be interesting to see. And also, what we're going to do um, between Christmas and New Year, with myself and James, we are going to do an extra podcast to talk about DC, uh, the way they're impacting on television at the moment, yeah. uh, especially Arrow, <laughs> Gotham, and The Flash. Absolutely. Bonus episodes for you. If you're bored in between Christmas and New Year, if you have to work in between Christmas and New Year because your colleagues have it off, but you want something to listen to, if yes. you have to work, have I mentioned that already? You have. Okay. Um, <laughs> hopefully, Stu and I can maybe bring some cheer in between Christmas and New Year, if you have to work. I'm really excited about doing this podcast. Yeah, me too. Me because too. I can't wait for you to catch up on Arrow. It's going to be a good night. Because that's awesome at the moment. Um, again, we've got the website, uh, thefilmrealcast.co.uk, and we're on Twitter, and we're on Facebook, and iTunes. Thanks for leaving... Uh, Feedback on iTunes, that's really, really helpful. Uh, you can catch all the episodes there. Um, if you tweet us, I will tweet you back for sure. And uh, I love doing that. But it's been great. And uh, thanks for listening. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. I think that's about it, isn't it, guys? Yeah. Have a great Christmas, guys. And if you don't listen to the other one, have a happy new year. That obviously goes for uh, our two friends that are off around Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and again, I just want to say thank you for listening and downloading our stuff. And... Um, Happy uh, Christmas and New Year, and for the for people that are working, have a safe working environment. I'll be thinking of you guys. You won't be thinking. I won't of be us. thinking. Of you, you won't. Guys. I will always be thinking. I'll of be you thinking guys. of you whilst I'm working, cursing you. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me, but thank you very much, and uh, I hope you have a good Christmas, probably more than Nim does. I hope you have a really good Christmas. <laughs> If we're scoring points, I hope you have a better Christmas and I really can't wait to take the Christmas stuff down from the website. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that must have broke your heart, putting Christmas decorations My on dad laughed. Website. My dad went, you've got a lot of uh, Christmas stuff on your website, haven't you? I went, oh, yeah. If you want us to leave that up on the website, send us an email. Or it's bad luck, it's bad luck, we can't. And then we can leave it on there. We can't, I'll put something for New Year on there, I'll put something for New Year on there. Will you? I will, yeah. Excellent yeah. stuff. Well, thank you very much, guys. It's goodbye from me. Oh. <laughs> it's a goodbye good. from James and a good night from me <laughs> and a goodbye from me <sighs> hey. Oh. Hey. Clark what's wrong honey <laughs> it's bigger than you expected <laughs> <laughs> smaller What is it? It's a, it's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, oh. that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. I'm sorry, Clark. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son... If you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. 
I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> <laughs> 